Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Sanctuary Church. I'm so glad that you're here today. My name is Pastor Mel Reddy, and I am thrilled to see what God is going to do at the church today. Aren't you grateful to be in the house of God today, able to experience the power and the presence of God? Amen. It's been an amazing day already, and we are here to celebrate the goodness of the Lord, thanking Him for His power and for His Spirit being manifest in such a powerful way. Amen. I am glad that you are here today. Here at the Sanctuary, we believe that this is a place of life. This is a place of hope. This is a place of love. This is a place to belong. And so if you are here today and you are one of our first time guests, even one of our returning guests, we welcome you today in Jesus name. We're so glad that you're here. So glad that you're back. We are glad to see what God is going to do in your life in the coming days. Now I will share this, that this past Friday night, we were so blessed to have all of our student ministries, our young people here to have an in-person gathering. Why don't we give our students a hand, all of our teenagers, hyphen group, the folks that are just that great group of folks, those young people. And so thank you for being a part of that. Parents, it was just a great time. I was just glad to be able to be here just for a brief moment and uh, got to see them eat some great pizza and snacks and play some great games. They had just a, a blast. And so excited to see what God is going to do at the sanctuary in the coming days. Amen. As I was getting ready for this particular sermon today, I read a, a really neat statistic this past week. I'd like to share it with us today. In 2020, 11% of all Americans moved to a new area during this pandemic. That is 11%. That is some 36 million people made a move in the U.S. This trend has actually been labeled something. It's been called the COVID great reshuffling. <laughs> the great reshuffling. Now, I've got a question for you, and you don't have to raise your hand as we get started here. If you got a job offer in a city that you liked, during the, doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now, and you got a $12,000 raise, how many say you might take that opportunity? There's a few of you guys' names. I see some hands. All right. Some, all right. What if I said $50,000? Anybody in? Okay. A little more. <laughs> There's a few more hands there. All right. Here's the deal. What if they offered you $100,000 extra annually? How many of you are going? Hands in the room. My son has got his hand up in the back. All right. <laughs> all right. Change your life, right? <laughs> what if I told you? Uh, someone offered me the exact same thing to go pastor in another city. What would you say? No. Oh, 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 wait a minute here. Okay. Uh, now, you might ask the questions like, hey, what, I thought God called you to this city. I thought God called you to plant this church. What would happen if you left? What's going to happen to the sanctuary? How do you know it's the will of God for you to take that church in that other city? Now, before I go any further, this is a hypothetical situation. This did not happen. This won't happen, okay? Because right here, I want you to know, this is my mission field right here. Cedar Park, the Sanctuary Church. This is where I have been planted by the Lord. I don't have any plans to go anywhere. Just making a great little illustration. Uh, so stick with me for a moment as we continue. So, so here's my question now that I've, I've played, you know, played this out a little bit. Why is it okay for you to relocate? because of finances, but for me, it's a bad idea. Why is it so easy for you to raise that hand, including my son, 
But for me, it's not the right move. I'm wondering as we get things started today, I wonder, is it because you think that pastors get called, called to the will of God? (laughs) I've been called to the will of God. But other Christians don't get called to the will of God. I wonder, said it another way, perhaps it only pertains to those licensed ministers and not to anyone else that's listening here in the room or online this morning. Last week, we began this series about finding the will of God, okay, searching and determining the will of God. I shared that one of the most I guess questions that I am asked, the, one of the, the, you know, the top four questions in the world, one of the most questions that I get as a pastor is this, how do I know what God's will is for my life? And the secondary question is, how do I know what God wants me to actually do with my life? The decisions that we make today determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. The decisions that we make today, right here, right now, are the stories that we tell tomorrow. In other words, we make our decisions, and in fact, those decisions, our decisions, they make or form us. Can I share with us also that this is really the first generation that's really dealt with something called the digital illusion of perfection, the digital illusion illusion of perfection. What is that? It's a common problem. For example, when I was growing up, look, I knew about my imperfect home. I knew about my imperfect family, my friends. I knew, look, I got a front row seat to imperfections every single day. I mean, I knew. Anyone else know what I'm talking about? You understood there was no such thing as perfect people. But today, because of social media, everything, and I mean everything, (laughs) seems to be often staged to perfection. You see a snapshot of something into someone's life, it looks like they've got the perfect life. And we often compare other people's highlight reels to our behind-the-scenes lifestyle. We conclude that, man... We have such a horrible life compared to everybody else. I mean, look how perfect their life seems to be in that snapshot. I mean, we say things like, man, look at that. She has got that perfect relationship. Look, look at them. They're on that perfect vacation. Everything looks just amazing. There they go again with the perfect meal. Somebody know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? Compared to our perfect meal, uh, it was nothing because honestly, uh, if there are those that know Pinterest, yeah, it was a true Pinterest fail. (laughs) When you begin thinking, man, I am so horrible at life, sometimes we begin to compare ourselves with others, right? We compete to pursue the bigger and the better. And sometimes the pursuit of that, whatever that is, in fact, it drowns out the voice of God in our lives. But you see, God is trying to call us into something. God is kind of call us away from where we are. He's calling us to grow. But because we are in this process of comparing our lives to somebody else, we fail to hear what God is calling us toward. 
I want to talk about how we grow in our decision making. How do we grow when it's becoming more and more difficult to hear from God or decide what God is trying to do in our hearts? Some of the practical questions that we ask about life, and I know some in this room are asking the same questions as well. As you are discerning, you're attempting to determine the will of God for your life. You're asking the questions, what should I do with my life? What God do you want me to do with my life? Should I date this person or should I not date that person? Should we marry or not marry? Should I buy a house or should I rent a a, a little apartment somewhere? Should I get another car or just keep the one that I've got? Should I take this job over here Or should I move to that city and collect that $12,000 annually because I feel like it's a better opportunity? How do we know what God wants us to do? That's a great question, right? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and ask him this question, how do you know? That's a great question. How do you know? How do you know? The big thought for today is when we ask God, show me what to do, God says to you this, and I know because we've all done this and we could probably raise our hand right here. God says this, I'm not always going to tell you exactly what to do, but I will give you godly wisdom. I'll give you wisdom and the Bible. I will give you my word to help you decide what is pleasing in my sight. God, help me in this process of determining and understanding your will for my life that I'm able to not only hear your voice, I can gain wisdom from you, but let me apply the Bible to my life to decide exactly what is pleasing in your sight, Lord. I need you to hear this. God doesn't always share with us specifically what to do in every small detail, but he gives us wisdom to follow his will. I want to follow the will of God today, amen? I want to follow the will of God. I want to be obedient to the word of God. Anybody with me today? I want to be obedient to the word of God in my life. And in doing so, I, without a doubt, understand this and know this to be true, that God's spirit will lead us and guide us and direct us in our paths every single day. Do you believe that the spirit of God is still alive and well today? I believe God wants to help us quicken our hearts and our spirit to lead us deeper and further in the Lord. His word will always, always, always provide principles that can be applied to our life in every scenario, in every situation. And can I share this, that he will never ask us to do something that's contradictory. That's against the word of God. You can, if the word of God says it, I believe it, I trust it, I will follow it, amen? Whatever the word of God says, that's what I need to live my life by. And that is how we will be able to determine God's will for our lives. The focus passage we find today is in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, it reads this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Everybody say all your heart. All your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, everybody say all. All your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. We're going to continue this conversation for this sermon series entitled Decision Decisions. And today we're going to talk about wisdom for the journey. Amen. I want some godly wisdom for the journey. Anybody with me? If so, why don't we give God praise this morning as we get started. 
When we think about wisdom, wisdom is actually one of the most important traits that we can pursue in the Lord. When you think of wisdom, perhaps your mind wanders to a fellow in the Old Testament by the name of Solomon. King Solomon, he was considered the wisest man in the land, the wisest man on earth. And so when Solomon became king, I mean, in that process of becoming king, he was actually supposed to sacrifice a bull to the Lord as a burnt offering back then. And Solomon, though, he wanted to really worship God in a big way, in an extravagant way. So instead of making one sacrifice, he made 1,000 burnt offering sacrifices. That's right, 1,000. And then, by the way, that's, that's a lot of animals, by the way. This was considered an extravagant act of worship toward the Lord. So God says to Solomon in a dream, hey, look, I'm going to give you whatever you want, so just go ahead and ask. If you think for a moment that generosity does not move the heart of God. An extravagant move of generosity draws the heart of God to our life. There's something about the blessings of the Lord when we are generous with our worship, with our prayer, with our praise, in our giving. Amen? Anyone can testify of that. Has God been faithful to you? Has God blessed you because you've been generous in areas of your life? Now, here's the deal with Solomon. You would think that, oh, man, I've got God's attention, right? I mean, this is God Almighty. I've got his attention. He's asking me, what do you want? And so I guess he could have asked, look, give me more riches or maybe some power, right? Give me an, a, a mighty army to destroy the enemies around me. No, he asks God this, help me be a better king. Help me to be a good king. Give me the ability, Lord, to make great decisions that would honor you. Now, this is kind of unheard of, right? I mean, hey, God, I mean, you could have asked for anything. It's kind of like the genie in the bottle situation, right? Three wishes. I mean, God's ready to give those wishes out at that moment to Solomon. And here's what the deal is. God says to Solomon, because you asked me for this specific thing, you didn't ask me for all those other things. I'm, by the way, going to give you all of that. <laughs> Riches, I'm going to give you power, give you armor, I'm going to give you all that. And I'm going to give you wisdom. Talk about a win, amen? <laughs> Talk about winning the lottery, so to speak, and saying, God, if you want to figure out the heart of God, follow after the Lord's ways, and God's going to bless you, amen? amen? I want God's blessing in my life everywhere that I go because I want to be obedient to the Lord. I want to follow the Lord knowing that his blessings will follow me, amen? amen. Solomon said, wisdom is, in fact, more valuable than gold. God will not always show us every single step that he's wanting, wanting us to take, but he'll give us godly wisdom and clarity to follow the best path that will honor him. And in doing so, his perfect will will unfold in our life. I remember growing up as a young person, um, someone shared this with me about the will of God. They told me, look, God will often show us the ladder, okay, He's going to show us that big old ladder, you know, of what he wants us to do. But he might not show us every single stair on that staircase toward God's very best for my life. Sometimes that's understanding that trust element for my life. Amen. I've got to be willing to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, acknowledge him and he shall. Everybody say shall. He shall direct our 
paths. Amen. The thing I'm going to share with us today is really three simple things um, in how we can gain some wisdom for our life. Three simple things to help us follow God's direction, his divine direction for us. The first thing, if we really desire godly wisdom, we've got to ask for it, right? we just got to ask for it. We've got to ask. If we really want God's wisdom, the Bible shares with us, we just need to ask the Lord for it. This is what we see modeled, in fact, in the life of Solomon, King Solomon. There is a promise and a prayer that God will always answer. There's a promise and a prayer that God will always answer. When you ask God, the Bible says that he loves to share wisdom with us. James chapter 1 and verse 5, it reads this way. If any of you lacks wisdom, by the way, I need some wisdom oftentimes in life. <laughs> All right, anybody with me? I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for knowledge and having good common sense sometimes, but I really need some godly wisdom a lot of times. Amen? Well, the Bible says this. If any of you lack wisdom, you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So this idea that God is actually going to freely give wisdom to us is recorded in the word of God as a promise to us today. It's a promise and a prayer that we can follow the will of God. And so where do we get wisdom from? That's a great question. Where do we get wisdom from the Lord? Well, we find it every single day in his word. In the Bible, we find it every single day in the Word of God. We find it every single day from believers, other faith believers, deep you know, individuals that are growing in their faith, believers in a small group setting. We find it every single day by filling our mind with godly music and godly influences. If I allow the things of my world and my society to cloud my view of life, my worldview changes, the way I view life changes because I've allowed others to impart their value system on me rather than allowing the mind of God to take control of me daily. How do I get wisdom from God? Well, it's by hearing the voice of his Holy Spirit in my life every single day. You see, God is considered and is the good shepherd. He is the one who has the ability to guide his sheep every day. He guides us, and that means as, you, as human beings, it's our job to follow him. It's our job to follow him. When we walk with the Lord, he leads us where he would like for us to go. But the deal is we've got to spend some time with the Lord, right? It can't be just something that we do on a Sunday morning for about 2.5 hours every single week. No, we've got to be able to spend some quality time with the Lord. And as we spend time with God, he will impart his wisdom to us. Amen. Amen. Something you probably already knew as well, right? <laughs> but if we want to have wisdom, another piece of the puzzle is that we must be willing and able to walk with the wise. If we really want godly wisdom in our life, we've got to be able and willing to walk with the wise. What happens when you walk with the wise? Well, we become wise according to the word of God. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20, it shares this. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Hmm. So the scripture says, 
A companion of fools does what? <laughs> it suffers harm. So if the Bible says, it says, if we walk with the wise, we will become wise, but a companion of fools suffer harm, that means this in, in 2021 language. <laughs> if you run with the wrong people, wrong things tend to happen. <laughs> if we run with the wrong folks, all right, we, wrong things can happen in our life. Now, I remember this guy I was talking to, he was new to faith and trying to grow in the Lord. And I recall him telling, man, you know, I came to church, you know, one day and God transformed my life. God changed me. I had this amazing experience from the Lord on that day. It was just great to be with God's people, experience the presence of the Lord. But here's the deal. I'm still trying to change. There's some things that I haven't, I haven't been able to really let go of. And I said, okay, things like what? Well, I, I'm still attached and addicted to drugs. I'm really, I'm really struggling with my addictions in my life. And I said, okay, man, okay, we will pray. But, but I, before we continue this prayer process, I've got to ask you a question. Of all your closest friends, how many of those friends are following the Lord every single day? Faithfully following the Lord. He said, uh, none of them. Well, <laughs> there lies the problem. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends. And I'll, I know this is, you want to will God for your life? This is it, this is it man. <laughs> this is it, right? If you really want to, now, if you don't like to know about God's will for your life, don't bother, you know, with this proverb. Don't listen to it at all. Just kind of do your own thing, uh, you know. But if we really want to hear God, if we really want God's will to occur in us, show me your friends and I will show you your future. It's almost impossible to live the right life when we have the wrong friends. Got to let that sink in. Kids, students, young people, hyphen age folks, young adults, anyone else in the room, whatever age bracket you fall into, your mom is right. <laughs> Listen to your mother, okay? It's impossible to live the right life when we have the wrong friends. Our coworkers may be amazing people, a great mission field, but there's a good chance they may not be the best influencers for the Lord in our life. Because the Bible says we're called to walk with the wise, right? In other words, we're called to live out this life. We're called to do life together. It's not like you just go up to a wise person and just simply ask them for advice. What this passage is trying to share with us is we're supposed to get plugged in. We're supposed to do life together because we are walking together. It's not just a one moment in time situation because chances are tomorrow I'm going to need some more wisdom from the Lord. So I need some godly people in my life to speak life and speak correction and direction often in me. When I am plugged into the Lord, all of a sudden, God's perfect will can unfold daily. Amen. That's why one of the reasons why we talk so much about serving together here at the sanctuary is this, because I believe that when we are doing life together, great things can happen. Amen. Amen. When we do life together, when we serve together, great things can happen. That's why we love small groups here at the church, because when we are together in small groups, be it virtually or in person, we have a great opportunity to connect with other believers and grow in the Lord. Amen. 
And that's why we want everyone to be part of a care community, a care network. And that's another means in which we can connect to other believers and find encouragement and support in our care communities. I believe all of us in this room, we need strong believers around us. Amen? I need someone who is stronger than me in the faith to be a part of my life so they can speak direction and hope into my circumstances and sometimes clarify some things as they are prayerful about what God is doing inside of me. I believe we need to be constantly around folks who are living their faith out every single day. Many of us are in daily environments where it really may not honor the Lord, right? Environments where it might be ungodly or there might be sin there. We need to walk with godly people consistently, constantly, because we need to be led in the spirit and in the direction of the Lord every single day. God, guide my steps, lead me, direct me, Lord, because I don't want to do life by myself, isolated from other believers, thinking I've got things figured out. I need you, Jesus. I need your Holy Spirit to transform me, to change me, mold me, God, in your image, that you will guide me, surround me, God, with godly influencers so that I can walk with the wise. Help me, God, in this process. Understand that I must be able, if I really want godly things to occur in my life, right decisions in my life that I'm making, let me find someone who is spiritually successful, who's doing the will of God, the work of God in their life, who is a disciple of the Lord. Let me find those people and then begin to hang around those folks. If you see someone who has spiritual success in their life, I promise you, they have been walking with the wise. If you want to make better decisions, hang around godly people. I'm serious. (laughs) If you really need to hear from God, and this is so scriptural, so biblical, we've got to hang out with God's people. We want God's direction, hang out with God's people. When you're choosing people to influence you, choose godly friendships, relationships. Find an excuse to get around them. Find some sort of excuse. Say, um, Don, I want to help you clean up some leaves around the church. Can I just hang out with you on a Saturday? I'm sure that he would love any help on a Saturday picking up. Let's give Don a hand. Thank you for all your hard work around here, Don. Find an excuse to hang out with people. I mean, find a way you can serve together, serve the kingdom. You will be blessed. Proximity is great. I mean, just being in, you know, in, in just closeness with someone will be great. Decisions, decisions. All right. When we're talking about walking with those who are walking with Jesus, part of this means if we're the one leading and helping someone, then we've got to be willing to pour into others. I've got to take the time to be willing to pour in to others. So God, sometimes I know we get surrounded by so many other things, but God, help me in this process knowing that God, let me be able and willing to pour myself into other people. And I will share this, that people will help shape me and form me in God's image, especially those who are godly in wisdom. When you walk with the wise, you become wise. If you want godly wisdom, the third thing we must do is simple. We must decide to follow the Lord. We must decide to follow him. So here's the question. How do I know if this is from God? Here's this opportunity. Is this open door from the Lord? 
Is it from the enemy or is it just my own feelings, my own desires and not a desire that God has for me? There are things in the Bible, in God's word that God says, do not do this. There are things in God's word where he always shares, always do this. Wherever God's word speaks, our response, it must be. Everyone say it must be. It must be to follow the Lord. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I mean, it is a must statement. Decide to follow Jesus. So many make the will of God this thing that's out there so much harder than it really needs to be. Often, it's not that we don't know the will of God, by the way. It's that we refuse to do the will of God. I'm going to say that one again because what? What's he talking about? <laughs> Often, it's not that we don't know what God wants us to do. Pick up the Bible. There's several words in there. And I know there's some great things that will help me grow in my faith. Amen? Amen. And if it can help me grow in my faith, hopefully it can help you also grow in your faith. I already know there are some things in the word of God that speaks to us. We already know what to do. Wherever there is not clear, moral, scriptural direction, what does God do? He gives us wisdom, godly wisdom, principles to help us decide what is appropriate, what honors the Lord. Because let's face it, there are so many things that happen today that may not have been around in 33 AD, okay? <laughs> It, there's a few things. I mean, you know, everyone's got a smartphone. Everyone's got technology. I mean, people are going to the moon. We're going to Mars. We got, I mean, it's a different world than camels and donkey and mud floors. So what does that mean? It means I have to be led by the Lord daily. I must allow the spirit of God, the scripture, the eternal word of God into my life in such a way that it will guide my steps. And in that process today, I am choosing to honor and follow Jesus with everything in my life so that when an issue comes up or when something comes around the bend, so to speak, in my life, I'm able to clearly hear from the Lord scriptural principles that will change and direct my life. God is able to speak specifically to your situation. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that we serve a God of the right now? <laughs> He is able to give you clarity right now. Whatever it is you're wrestling with, he can provide you clarity right now. He will provide you godly peace that you need in this decision-making process. This occurs when we pray, and we pray till we hear from God. Just not a five-second prayer. I mean, we pray until we hear from God, until we experience the peace of God, until we experience clarity and direction from the Lord. It says, yes, this is where I need to go. Yes, this is exactly what I need to do. Speaking to the direction of the Lord. Remember, it's who before do. Who before do God is more concerned about who you are before what you do. Motives matter. Character matters. 
I asked if you would move to another town for money. <laughs> and I know many of us in the room said yes. And absolutely, God wants to bless you financially. Absolutely, he does, without a doubt. There's the, there's the word of God that says, given it shall be given. All right? There's some things in life that are just, you're banking on the word of God. Give to the Lord, and he says he's going to bless you. He will pour, open up the windows of heaven. It's a, it is a promise in scripture. Other times we might move to a city, we may not find a good church. Or because we made a reactionary decision, we missed out on God's best. I don't want to miss out on God's best for my life. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, this is a really big deal for me, I, and I know for you as well. In your heart, you believe this, you know this, but man, I really don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the will of God for my life, settling for just something else when God had some great thing that he needed me to accomplish. So guide my steps, Lord. Guide my steps. Give me godly wisdom in this process. The key is don't make the new opportunity or finances the only indication of the will of God. Lord, if it's your will, turn that light green versus red light. What's amber mean? Oh, yellow. Now what do we do? Wait. Does, does yellow mean, by the way, speed up? Or, or does it mean... Another time, another sermon, another, you know, any peace officers in the room can give us clarity on that, please. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you need to hear from the Lord, amen? Because not every church is the same. Not every city is the same. Not every community, every job is the same. But as a child of God Almighty, you have a call on your life. I believe that every person in this room, somebody say, that means me. Every person in this room, you have a divine purpose and plan that God wants to unfold in your life. God has a calling. God has a mission. God has a purpose for you to fulfill here on earth. I know I'm not the only one in the room with a calling. And I feel we better make decisions in a way that follows your callings. Make decisions in a way that follow your callings from the Lord. That decision, it protects us from doing something contrary to the will of God for our life. And so in other words, don't make a decision that simply protects you or simply, better way to put it, protects our comfort level or our pursuit of comfort. I remember I was graduating from Bible college, Gateway College, by the way, and I was praying about the will of God for my life. And, you know, I, I knew I wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to serve in the kingdom. Praying about it, seeking the plan of God, the will of God. And God, what do you want me to do? Well, I was offered a job at the college. Um, now, normally that would have been a pretty good thing. Except uh, this particular job title was called student ministries director. And they paid a whopping $200 a week. A week. Plus room and board. So at least I got a little apartment to hang out with. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Stevens went to college with me, so they know. They're like, oh, okay. I had to, I would think, well, 200 bucks a week. All right. So I'm going to be living off of ramen noodles and no-name crackers. Can't even buy the H-E-B crackers. It's got to be no-name crackers. Can't even afford that, right? Now, I could have gone anywhere else at that time. I mean, I had a four-year degree, probably would have landed just a normal paying job, you know, just a normal Paying job was better than 200 bucks a week. 
And I know what all of my non-Christian friends would have said, bro, you are bonkers. <laughs> you are bananas. You're crazy. Why in the world would you waste your time on that lame church stuff? I mean, you're talented, right? You got a degree, you're top of your class. Don't make a bad decision. I mean, that's just the wrong way to go. That's just not the thing to do. And I remember praying some more, and then I talked to my folks about it. And mom, dad, what do you guys think? Their response to me was, son, you've got to do what you feel to do is right. We will love you and we will support you no matter what you decide. Praise God for godly parents. Amen. Amen. Then I asked my pastor, pastor, what do you think I should do? Well, <laughs> well, Mel, you ought to pray about this. I mean, this is a really big decision. It is a really big decision. But if God gives you clarity on this matter, clear direction, you really need to follow the voice of God for your life. Guess what God wanted me to do? Take the job. Take the risk on Jesus. So <laughs> I did, <laughs> and I was there for uh, almost two years, I guess. I found out there were so many things I needed to learn about leading and leadership and how God was equipping me in this process. I learned a lot about ministry and serving during that time period. There were many students that I got to rub shoulders with and lead them in the process of their spiritual growth. People there, they needed someone to help them in that process of being led. So I was a mentor in some folks' life. And I will share, there were some relationships in life that I found in those two years that would ground me in God to this day today relationships friendships okay because you'll never regret the time you take to sharpen the sword sharpen the sickle that's where i'd eventually find my amazing wife i'm glad that i did amen sure why don't we give her a hand this was the place where god set the foundation for every open door that i encountered after that moment because I was obedient to the call of God, I feel, and I, and I know you probably feel this as well, I feel like God has blessed our ministry. Right? Something to be said about being obedient to the call of God. Now, it has not been an easy road. Those of you who know me, those of you who have seen this process of even getting into this wonderful building that we have today, it is a process. <laughs> and it's not an easy road and we're, there's some things that we're still wrestling with, okay? And I'm learning so much about me and about Jesus along this journey. So my prayer is that God will continue to guide me, direct me, fulfill godly purpose in my life. Give me his wisdom every single day to make those small decisions so that ultimately the larger decisions just fall into play, right? We've got to be obedient to the call of God. When we allow ourselves to align with God's vision for our life, that's when eternity comes into phase. His mission and its purpose are fulfilled in our life. When we see this occur, that's when the hand of God can unfold in our life, in the life of our family, in the life of our future. And even now, I still see the hand of God in this church. Amen? Amen. 
I'm grateful for the opportunity that I get to continue to serve as the senior pastor at the sanctuary. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Because nobody, by the way, you know, offered me that six-figure job, six-figure job to leave. Can I tell you, there's no way, absolutely no way to foresee all that's going to happen when we continue to say yes to Jesus. There's absolutely no way that we can think about all the scenarios that are going to unfold. But we're called to say yes daily. Yes, because that next step, that next step in the Lord will be the very thing that will be stone upon stone, step by step. And eventually you will look back years later and you'll be able to say, I knew the hand of God was with me back then. The hand of God was with me at this moment, at this moment. And you never know who you will influence for the Lord or influence for God's grace and God's kingdom because you've lived this faith out, amen? As we close and as we stand, I want to share one last story about a former coworker. Every time this particular individual, I've known him well over a decade now, I guess. Every time this person comes to an issue in life, or something going on. Guess who's the first person he's often calling? He's calling me, why? Because during my season knowing this individual, I've done my very best to live out my faith. Why? Because I know what's at stake. There are people, there are individuals that are counting on me. They're counting on you. And if I decide to shortchange the will of God and go my own way, that person may still reach out to me, but I may lose godly influence in their life because I've chosen a different path. So God, every single day, let my steps be ordered of you. The decisions that I make, let my, let my, my, my conversations, let my actions, let who I am, let who I am speak before my words speak. Help me be that ambassador for you, a light in the darkness. Help me, God, be filled with your wisdom so that as I'm making decisions, my prayer is I'm making decisions that will honor you. I've got to ask, I've got to walk with the wise, and I've got to decide to follow you. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I'm going to make some final concluding remarks. And then we're gonna find a place of prayer because I know in this room, there are some folks that need to hear from God. Some of you right now, you're wrestling with some things. Some of you right now, you've got questions about things for your life or things that are going on. You just need to hear from God, right? So you, you, this message is right where you need to be. And so if we're praying for godly wisdom, we're gonna just be able, I believe, to be led by the Spirit of God and God is gonna help us in this process. Sometimes the answer is immediate. Sometimes God will say, wait. <laughs> Or sometimes God will say, I've got this. You just keep on trusting in me. So that every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I believe that in this room, we need to know the voice of God. We need to get to know Jesus. We must be able to hear his still, small voice. We must be able to be in tune with his spirit. One of the most important lessons I've learned and continue to learn is this. How do we learn to serve God in the 
find and follow the perfect will of God. You serve him in this moment right here, right now. You make the decision now. And then tomorrow, when another decision occurs, you serve him in that moment. The way in which we follow the perfect will of God is one small decision built upon another, built upon another, built upon another. Where God's word is clear, we must obey. God, give me wisdom to follow you. Give me, Lord Jesus, the opportunity, the courage to, to follow you even when things don't quite make sense. I know God's spirit will empower us. God will, will strengthen us. God will help us in this process. But we've got to be willing to continue to say yes to Jesus and say no to self. God, help me say yes to you every single day with every single decision and no to self. No to what I would want. God, help me follow what you want today because I know you've got a greater plan for me to, to experience here on earth. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that you will speak to hearts and lives. I know there are many in the room that are searching, seeking your will right now. God, we pray for wisdom. God, I pray for wisdom. Let wisdom, Lord Jesus, place you at the center of our life right now. In all areas, not just in one area, but in all areas of our life. Lord, I pray that you will form us, fashion us as we surrender our all to you. Make us now, God, more like you. God, give me your eyes so I can see your truth. God, give me wisdom so I can make choices that will please you in all areas of my life, that will honor you. Lord, give me the courage to follow your word and your will every single day. Today, Lord, I give my life to you. I surrender my all to you. Every single part, every fear, every doubt, every ounce of anxiety today, take it away in Jesus' name. Lord, I want your will to unfold in all of us right now. Do what only you can do, a supernatural work within us. Form us, fashion us, guide us in your steps. Deepen us in your faith, God. Deepen us in the faith right now, we pray. We thank you for what you've done and what you're about to do in this place. Lord, for every person that's going to be transformed in your image because they've surrendered their all to you. They've laid it out, their plans, their future. They've surrendered it all to you. This is the moment, God, we choose to follow you. We decide to live a life that's pleasing you to you. One decision after one decision, we are choosing to walk after your ways today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. We believe it together and we ask it now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I'm opening up these altars, the front area of this auditorium. If you'd like to come pray, there's safe areas you can come pray. Someone in this room, you need to hear from God. Today is your day to hear from Jesus Christ. Today is your moment. Right where you are, would you begin to seek after God? Seek after the will of God, the plan of God, God's perfect will for your life. We begin to cry out to God, how can I grow deeper? How can I get further in you? How can I surrender in all areas? This is your day. This is your moment to hear from the Lord. Would you take some time right now, right where you are, begin to seek the face of God. The presence of God is already here. There are folks that are praying. There are folks that are seeking those tears. That's you talking to Jesus. God is ministering to someone right now, helping us grow. Let's all make this place an entire place of prayer. The presence of God is here. God wants to help you. God wants to equip you. God wants to give you the faith that you need in Jesus' name. Let's all pray. Jesus is here in Jesus' name.